You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the Point to Point podcast. Hello and welcome to episode three of Pointing Pointers. I'm Ben Atkins and I'm joined as ever by Sam Davis-Thomas. Sam, how are you getting on? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. You're looking a bit better this, this evening. You've got a bit of a lighter jumper on and we're a bit bit refreshed after not heading pointing at the weekend. Um, so we've got a big show, Sam, so we've got to crack straight on. Coming up, we are joined by Dom and Gordon and Mark from Jumping for Fun, the forum uh, that's all about point pointing. Uh, Tim and Ed Vaughan are going to be with us. And um, we also have a new correspondent on the road uh, who was down pointing last weekend, getting some reaction, uh, a roaming reporter, if you will. And uh, we've got some results. Entries and plenty to discuss, so let's crack on. Uh, so let's recap what's been going on, Sam, since the last podcast. Um, well, we we were at Cheltenham together watching uh, Gina Andrews steer late night pass to second in the cross country, which for any fan of point-to-point uh, -point racing and, uh, and then hunter chasing uh, was amazing to watch. It was yeah, something out of the blue, to be honest, um, not something that... Uh, many point to point people would think about doing um, something different. This has always been a dream of Gina's to have a go in the race. Um, and late in the past, once again, come up trumps and did her proud, to be honest. He had a, had a lightweight, he's obviously in a handicap. Yeah, I think there's question marks about whether he'd stay or not, wasn't there? But he stay, he did, no doubt about that. Yeah, he did. It's different, it's different in the cross country race, I suppose. Uh, obviously, he's got less weight as well. Um, but you're always twisting and turning, so yes, you give him every chance, and yeah, no, he's unlucky. Um, he went down, he went down well and not well in defeat. There's plenty to discuss from Lark Hill. Um, if you're listening, Molly Landu, we wish you all the best. Um, we've heard that um, she had a bit of a crash bang wallop at the weekend and has uh, injured her back quite badly. So, Molly, if you're listening, get well soon. We were talking about her earlier, Sam, cracking rider, bright future. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she gave one a lovely ride on Plumpton the other day over hurdles. Um, yeah, and she got a couple of vertebrae in her back. I think she's going to be out to six to eight weeks. So, yeah, get well soon. She'll be back going in no time, I'm sure. As I say, we've had a correspondent at um, at Lark Hill this week, Sam. Um, we've we've been getting a bit of flack from a regular forum correspondent, codenamed JJ. Don't know who that might be. No idea. Uh, no idea. Um, about not being a certain advert for certain trainers uh their sales horses and their exploits in general so without further ado let's hand over to our new reporter gnarly roast riding honors for the day went to olive nichols with a double and one train by herself with verify <laughs> yeah no amazing day very much looking forward to the rest of the season i'm sure yeah and verify is you know one of a, well, a reasonable enough ladies open where are we going to see him next um, I think Lark Hill's a really great place for him. Um, he seems to love it. Lovely ground, which is that exactly what he wants. So probably back here again. Great. And Shantu Flyer, an absolute legend. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 well, he probably knows more about the sport than we do, but it must just be a real pleasure riding him. Yeah, he's, he's an absolute pro. Uh, couldn't hold on side of him today, as usual, but that's just the way he likes it. And he may be going on 14, but. <laughs> He's still going strong, so. And is he going to stay point to pointing, or will we see him mixing hunter chasing as well? Um, I think he'll probably go hunter chasing again. I'd love to aim him for Cheltenham. Uh, he absolutely loved it around there, and and that seems to be the place he he does best. So. And for yourself, you were presented with the hunter chase award, belatedly from last season. <laughs> that that must be again again a real feather in your cap. Yeah, no, it's been an amazing day and amazing year last year, and hopefully we can. 
keep going this year and get bag a load of experience and keep it kicking. And where, where are you basing yourself at the moment? Um, we're about five miles out north of Lambourne, so it's a great spot. We can use all the amazing food there, um, so it's great. And so that's with your mum, and did you spend any time down at your dad's place? Yeah, I do two days with your dad, and then the rest with mum, so hopefully learning a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done today, and as the rain sort of, sort of falls down, we see you celebrate with a glass of champagne. No, thank you very much. The restricted race at Larkill was won by Regatta de Blanc carrying the £5 penalty, ridden to that victory, and trained by Will Biddick. Will, this is a new partnership, the Pendle Partnership. Explain a bit more to us about it. Yeah, so um, it was Rupert Swallow, the founder. He approached me in 2021 when we won the Fox Hunters at Cheltenham, and we got in, t- in touch and wanted to own racehorses, and it was always the plan from, from then. So, you yeah. Three years on, we're, uh, this is, it's coming alive now and it's, it's, you know, he's very fortunate. Ed Bailey's bought well. He's bought two lovely horses, Ilpino and Regatta de Blanc. And they've both, they've both been doing the job at the moment. So, you know, Alpino won on Thursday at Wincanton and you know, it, was, it was pleasing today because we're in a new facility this year and, uh, you know, we haven't really got a yard stick. We don't know where we're at. So, you know, she was our first runner and you know, we're delighted now that she's won one. And basically, you said a syndicate up. Ed Bailey is popping the champagne, which be, I'd take it he didn't buy that. I'd, I'd never seen him buy a round in my life. He must be a good commissioner. He must be. But, I mean, they've not had a loser yet. You, you, you had Ilpino, one at Chadsey Corbett, one on a debut for Paul Nichols, and this mayor has won maiden and two restricteds. Yeah, you, we, you, we haven't reached the ceiling of their ability yet. You know, they're obviously well bought. They've, they've been very easy to train, which does make a difference. And we've been able to produce them from a store, so we know them inside out and molded them, say, to fit our way. Um, and they've, they've been sensible where they've, they're, they're trainable, very easy to deal with, which makes it, it's, it puts a bit of longevity in it. You've got a bit of control at home and all that. So. And, and you said, um, this filly had, had progressed really well from the spring to the autumn has strengthened up. Where is the ceiling of her ability? What, what's the plan? Well, we see. Someone just said we were 15 seconds quicker in the open, but I think we'll have to just check that. But it felt a good race. You we went to Gallup and it, it, you, it wasn't a lot of let up and oh, I, I kicked on again, poor Alf. Road a good race where ceiling is. We'll see. Um, you know, the target this year was to work back from the evening meeting in May. Um, but maybe that will change. We'll see. But ultimately, we'll see what she's like in the morning and then go from there. There's a lot of young people behind us. Is, is that where the syndicate is aimed at? You know, the, uh, there's a lot of noise. Yeah, well, that's the idea. You know, it's, uh, Rupert, Rupert really wanted to attract the young 21 to 40 year olds. Um, we seem to be. We don't want to lose them in the sport. So this, this is a way to. To make it attractive and keep them in it. 21 to 40 year olds you fit that bracket I just slipped in yeah. Yeah. If, if it was it was it's 21 to 35 to start with and I told him he had to raise it by 45 he said we're going to have a youthful syndicate <laughs> where we get a veteran jockey yeah no, exactly yeah, no. yeah all about having a laugh you can see yeah, we'll, we'll, there'll be a loser at some point but celebrate the good days because they're hard to come by Sounds like we should all be getting a leg in this syndicate because it looks like they're going to be the last car park car out of the car park anyway well done mate good man thank you so Sam um Good to hear from the, the man on the ground there. Uh, um, obviously, you've spoken to Olive Nichols on the day we're recording. This is Wednesday. Um, she's had a bit of a tumble herself today, um, but the word on the street, she's okay. Um, it, was a, it was an impressive performance down at Larkill. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and especially to train your own, to train it, train her a first winner as well, and have a double on the day. So, um, yeah, I thought she gave Vera Flair a great ride. Um, obviously, he's a he's a classy horse, but he won well. Um, and yeah, Shanty Flyer, obviously an old favourite of everyone's. Um, he's a horse that's you know hopefully taken to the big meetings as well. Um, she looks to have really improved over the last season, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't learn a great deal more about the Pendle partnership. We feel like we've uh, covered it pretty extensively now, but we will just say, obviously, uh, a week with two winners is is good in any owner's standards. But uh, for for a syndicate with two horses currently on the track, it has been a pretty uh, incredible start. It has, yeah. And I just wish our reporter would kind of watch our our actual previous podcast and he'd know what we discussed and not repeat what we've already been over. But, you know, we're very grateful for his help. Um, he might. Just, I'm just going to give him a call and go, go through a few tips and help him out a bit because obviously, yeah, things to say. Yeah, and uh, one day he might even make it to presenting the point to point awards if he carries on the way he's going. He did a he, he did a good job. Um, yeah, he's 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 been an assistant at the point to point awards for a couple of years now. So um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he does he doesn't he doesn't do a bad job. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there was um, some other notable results um, at the weekend, and I believe you caught up with Harry Ryle. Yeah, I did. Yeah, trainer obviously in his second season. He started off the season in great form, two runners and two winners. Um, he seems like a really likable bloke, and he's, he's someone you want to keep on the right side of. So, um, yeah, I had a chat with him in the week, at the beginning of the week, and you can listen to this now. Hi, Harry. Welcome to Pointing Pointers. Firstly, well done today with my lucky star four year old. Bay Philly by Okavanga, who went and won the four and five-year-old maiden at Lark Hill. Can you tell me a bit about her, where you got her from, and what your plans are going forward with her? Hi, Sam. Yeah, no, really good result today. Um, won nicely. We bought her from the Doncaster sales in May for eight grand. Um, she was just a little bit on the weak side and needed a good summer to strengthen up. Um, she's pleased in ev- everything she's done we've, we've been pleased with um, so far and she, the best asset is a jumping really and there are a couple of other lads that own own a bit of her as well are quite keen to try and get her in a, into a sale and, and sell on well done that's great it's always great when a plan works off you obviously took your time with her and um, it's obviously paid off just quickly going back to your first run of the season another further who won the restricted race under the £5 penalty at Babby Rings. Uh, where, we, where we might be seeing him again, um, where's he likely to go next? Another furlough came out of his race at Babby Rings really well. Um, we'd probably look look at a race at Chaddersley, an intermediate in between Christmas and New Year, if he's, if he's ready. Um, but he's sort of, he'll tell us when he's ready to run, if not, and then we'll wait wait for the New Year, because he's, he's quite an exciting horse to have, and so I pick and choose our races through the season with him. But no, yeah, very, very exciting. That's great. And what a start to the season, two runners and two winners. Um, obviously, last season you had five horses in training. Um, you had 21 runners last year with five winners, which is a 23% strike, which is great. But you also had five seconds and six thirds, which means you only had five horses out of the three, which is quite incredible, really. Um, how many horses have you got in this season? Um, what, are your, what are your targets? And could you give our listeners a couple of horses to follow, if that, would be good, if that was possible? Hell yeah, like you say, last last year was a really good season. It was my first season training the pointers and I was very lucky to have five horses that were fairly competitive and consistent and Douglas Swangbottom ran in the Aintree bumper, which was a nice nice day out for all the owners and, and, and things like that. And it's been a great start to this season with two runners and the two winners. Um, this year I've got nine horses in, which nearly double on what I had last year. Obviously, another furlough is an horse to keep an eye on. He's 
he was quite impressive under a penalty in a restricted last week at, uh, two weeks ago at Babby Rings and probably another one I'd say to keep an eye on is I've got a three-year-old diamond boy out of Posh Totty that Jack Barber used to train and ran 33 times and was never out the first three he goes he goes quite nicely and he, he'll probably be ready to run end of January start of Feb but no yeah very exciting and um, really looking forward to the season ahead that's really interesting and one of the pointing enthusiasts will remember well Posh Totty was a great great pointer pointer in her own right so that's really exciting that you've got your hands on um, something like that Uh, thanks for speaking to us and good luck for the rest of the season Sam as we said earlier this podcast can't just constantly be about Willie and Gordon I mean I mean Charlie and Tom I mean uh, and it's nice to hear from some some of the trainers that are coming through uh, amongst the ranks and um, yeah good to hear from Harry there yeah nice and as I said to Harris, interesting. He's got a three-year-old out of Posh Totty, who uh, most of the listeners will probably hear. Um, yeah, she's a great prolific point-to-pointer. And um, yeah, he sounds like he's going to have a lot of fun with her. She looks to be out. He said she's going to be out in January, didn't she? So um, so yeah, that'd be exciting to keep an eye on. We need to obviously keep track of it because it's obviously unnamed at the minute. So that'll be one that people would be putting in their um, go trackers. Since last time we spoke uh, on the last episode, we have also seen Ed Vaughan ride a treble Trained by Father Tim, who we we <laughs> Father Tim sounds like something like a um, of the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah, well, no, it sounds like Father Ted is what it sounds like actually. No, no, oh, right, no, yeah. I couldn't think of it. But um, Father but, yeah, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Father Tim, I dare you to call him that in a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, we we said earlier in the in the season that um, you know Tim's bought plenty of horses for to give Ed a good 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 year, and um, I'm pleased to say. They join us now. Tim, Ed, how are you getting on? All good, thanks. How are you? Someone else who's asked him how he is. It doesn't matter how he is, honestly, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in great form if it helps, lads. It's a pleasure to be joining you this lovely evening. You're looking very healthy, it has to be said. And um, <laughs> you must have a bit of a spring in your step after that the, the treble down at Great Trathu, uh Sunday before last. Oh, look, it was um, great, really. Obviously, Ed uh, has been uh, pony racing for many years, and we started off uh, when he was eight, um, and we travelled over to Ireland. We spent two or three years in Ireland because you could ride at a younger age over there. We spent a lot of time together doing that, and uh, the last couple of years, he was a bit big for the pony racing. So I'd been building up a team of point of pointers for him for this year to get him off the block because he was so keen. And, yeah, to be honest, um, it was quite an, an emotional day, really. If I was to tell I the bet. truth, it was um, it was phenomenal, yeah, you know, to go and have a winner. But to go and have three on the day uh, was was a bit surreal. So, yeah, I was proud of him, and um, it, was, it was a big day for us. Well, you'll have to believe us when we were talking about getting you on the show anyway. And then the treble landed and we said, well, you may as well do it. And now's as good a time as any. Uh, I just wanted to talk about one, Halo Dezobo. Obviously, he was quite impressive. Um, I just wanted to know, firstly, what the plans were for him um, and where you're going to go with him now. Would he go hunter chasing? Obviously, he was a short runner for Nichols, um, but he obviously stayed. So I know Great Trathews is quite a sharp track, isn't it? And you run downhill down to the last two. But is he a horse you're going to go hunter chasing with or stick point to point him? I would think we will stick pointing for the time being. Um, we'll get his confidence up as much as we can. Look, 
Um, we were fortunate. Tom Malone uh, called me and said, "Look, you ought to have this fed. It'll, it'll, it'll do a job." And he he seemed to buy it quite well out of Paul Nichols's. And obviously, the form was in the book. He won as he wanted the other day. Ed said, "Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Ed. But you felt he sort of joined in two out on on the day. So hopefully, he's a horse going in the right direction. But look, being being brutally honest, I just want Ed to have sport. I want him to ride winners. It's all about winning for me. And uh, um, we'll keep him pointing for as long as we can. Try and get as much sport out of him as we can." And then uh, I hope he'll qualify then for a few of the big hander chases. And look, it'd be lovely to think we could go to somewhere like the Aintree Fox Hunters or the Cheltenham May meeting in um, Hunter Chase evening meeting or something like that. I Probably the Cheltenham Fox Hunters, as you rightly said, will stretch his stamina. But 2-6 of Aintree, I can see being right up his street of his uh, jumping continues to improve as it as it did that day. So um, the door's open for anything, really. Anything can happen with, in, with, with me. But um, but the, my main priority is giving Ed a few spins and uh, uh, enjoyable spins uh, and getting a few winners on the board. So that'll be the, the main target for the time being. Yeah, and obviously, Ed, Ed, you've obviously ridden it now in a few maidens now. Obviously, it's completely different to, you know, anything you've done before. How have you found the change from kind of pony racing to, you know, point to pointing, especially, you know, having horses like him just get going is great, but you've been riding, you know, maidens, inexperienced horses, obviously well-scored at home. Um, but how, how have you found the change? Um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a big step up from the pony racing. Um, and... I think that um, the the main sort of uh, kind of basic race tactics and stuff like that is very similar. Those kind of things don't change. It's more just being having your wits about you. You're going over a longer distance. You can't, you know, be as rough and ready almost as in the pony race. And you, everything's a lot more professional. Um, and obviously trying to gather up a, a big gangly four-year-old over obstacles as well uh, is, is a lot harder. But uh, no, I'm enjoying it at the minute anyway. Your your owner's sat next to you. you. Can't call his horses gangly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, unless affluent owner now he spent. Oh, I've, I've heard there's been in the pony racing years. There was a there was a couple of bust ups in the past, so you need to be careful what you're saying to your your owner. So just just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not being Ascot, Ascot Racecourse, I reckon I heard one day. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hear about that. Do oh, don't you worry. Oh, you do all that homework. Well, oh, that's, a, that's a good one. He he managed to get my. Uh, I think she was thirty-eight runs unbeaten uh, racing pony out of a Galileo mare by Aussie rules beaten one day at Ascot, and he was only about ten, I suppose. But you know, from a young age, we've been quite quite uh, sort of we attacked the job, shall we say? Anyway, he came back in this mumbling of what what why the pony didn't do his race. He said, "Ed, it's been fine the last thirty-eight times, mate. If you jump out stone last, go wide round the outer and Ascot, you get beaten." You know clown uh just shut your chops and get on with it and it, it was it was a good learning curve for him um i got a lot of frustrations out on him and uh yeah we've never had a crossword since actually he doesn't come up with any of that nonsense anymore oh, i don't blame him no he's got to try his luck and what about there's a time he's also had a lot of experience in the stewards room at the age of nine he got overturned at the point to point pony racing finals and he got he got done up the rail is that right and he got overturned. The only the only decision to get turned around in the pony racing. So you must be quite competitive. Oh, definitely competitive is the right word. It was actually at Bratton Down at the end of the season. Um, and they have their kind of point-to-point pony racing finals there. And it was actually Fergus Gillard. Oh, he can't he can't ride anyway. So I wouldn't <laughs> He's not <laughs> riding <laughs> And uh, he came across me with like half a furlong to go. And uh, 
yeah, we uh, battled it out in the stewards room, and uh, I uh, got my way in the end, which was at the age of, at the age of nine. Yeah, I think I was nine. Yeah, nine or ten. Anyway, <laughs> he's been quite confident from an early age in how to uh, manage things in that regard. I, th- I think that, to be fair, was a lot of the Irish pony racing. You go over there, it's like the Wild West. I promise you, it's it's a different world. You can see why a lot of the Irish jockeys come over and were awesome. And uh, anyway, over there, you you know, you've got to rough it or whatever. So he's doing that from eight. So. Yeah, and that, that day in Bratton down, I think Ed was um, going for the championship or whatever. And anyway, um, Fergus lent on him. And yeah, you talked your way into winning that one. Yeah. So uh, Mark and I still get on. So it's all fine. <laughs> he's, he's, not a very, he's not a very good talker, that Fergus, either, to be fair. He's actually my housemate. And that's how I got that. I got that story from him. So, um, oh, did yeah, you? He, he, he gave me that. So um, <laughs> He's just cooked you dinner, Sam. I saw him. Yeah, that was awful as well. <laughs> and then you give him. No good at that either. <laughs> then you give him some stick with no right to reply. It's unbelievable. Called him from the age of seven. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he was actually. Yeah, yeah. My wife wasn't too impressed with my uh, antics, but Ed was one of those. He always wanted a blanket school. He was always nagging, nagging that. For oh, literally from the age of three, he was always there in the bloody feed bin and whatever else he did. Anyway, we had a um, we had a chaser there in the yard, and he said, "Ah, oh, Dad, let me have a school day." Yeah, grand. I said, "We'll go and have a look." So anyway, thinking he'd jump a few logs and poles and the odd perhaps hurdle. Anyway. Um, Went up through a set of flight hoods. Ah, oh, Dad, let me up the fences. Let me up the fence. Yeah, go on. We'll have a spin over the fences then. So a seven. <laughs> and I videoed it. And I thought I was a genius videoing because I'm not great on uh, technology anyway. So I'm there holding this phone. I video it. Next thing, I got knocked over by the bonnet. My wife would see me from the house going mental, saying, you to range. How can you allow a seven-year-old son to ride a, a full-size horse or a full-size fence? As well, to be fair, I thought he did a good job. So <laughs> when she settled down now, I put it on, um, or someone, uh, Abby, I think it was actually, we put it on, you know, whatever you do, Facebook and, and Twitter and all that. And it went viral. It was mental. We had ITV ring us um, uh, at the races it was then and things. Yeah, so it's quite good fun, really. But, yeah, that's just the way he is. He just loves it. And um, we said earlier on in the season that you have uh, got quite a team of horses to go to war with this, this year. Um, is there any that we should be looking out for in particular? I think uh, we've we've yeah we've got plenty to go go on we really we've probably got about twenty I suppose that could uh, race in point of points. It, it look it's, it's tricky with me because some of them will be sold as the season unfolds. We never you know we don't actually you know I'm trying to commercialise it as well as let Ed have some winners and things. But um, we've got a lovely four year old to come out a horse called Joe Moan. Um, look, he looks a lovely type at home. He's seventeen hands, moves apart, schools well, does everything right. He's um, He's only had the one run in France over hurdles, over two miles. So, you know, we don't know if he'll get the trip and things, but he, he's a, he looks a particularly nice horse. Uh, we've got a, a Galileo um, Gelding out of um, uh, a, a Oaks winner, um, which looks the part as well, which I bought out of a Godolphin dispersal not that long ago. That'll go in a in a, in a bumper, but look on pedigree, just doesn't get any better, really, by a Derby winner out of an Oaks in a, in a national flat race in, in a Ponder Point. It'd be great fun, given that spin so you know it's a couple like that that we've got and then we've got the steady eddies then you know plenty from under rules ring send john is one we'll send ocker john uh hopefully runs this weekend or, or next um we got you know we've got plenty of bits and pieces then to keep him keep him busy and obviously larkill larkill on sunday and he had a second it was probably like going to a plumpton on a thursday was it there was a fergal won it there was a hemmings horse in there <laughs> i couldn't bloody believe and then it. there was you 
I didn't know. And then he was, and Chris Gordon was in the paddock with me. And uh, I said to Ed, Jesus, is literally where you say planted. I was thinking more like a Foss last two and a half mile main hurdle, actually. You know, <laughs> I didn't win. Um, I was quite staggered. We, you know, the horse I ran is a bloody lovely horse, actually. 17 hands, lovely big five year old, plenty of four, you know, a nice bit of form in France. And uh, when I looked at the end, I said to Ed, Jeez, I'm not so certain we can win this. Anyway, we turned out, we took our chance, and uh, the horse a bit green and whatever. But you, you say that, it was, it was literally staggering. Sally uh, Randall, um, for, for partner, and Chris Gordon was there, as you said, Charlie Post was there with the Trevor Hemmings. So, you know, this pointing job, it's not, not so easy as everyone thinks. <laughs> winning takes, you know, everything takes winning, doesn't it? And they're doing a great job. And I don't doubt now when, you know, after Christmas when we got four or five meetings on a same day and it's a bit firmer ground or whatever uh, when I come into my own then but um, <laughs> I'll try to get ready each meeting um, but um, yeah at the moment I've got to say it's caught, I wouldn't say it's caught me off guard how competitive it is but gee whiz you know looking at the entries of Chadsley on the weekend God blimey it's, um, it looks competitive doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Does. Do, you think that's, do you think that's how do you think it's kind of developed in a you know positive way or negative way since obviously you were riding um, back? It was quite a while ago, wasn't it? Ah, a little while ago. Yeah, you could you could say that. I I think I retired at twenty seven. I'm forty four now. So um, yeah, look, I had ten ten lovely years at the job, but it, it it's just you know you, we just discussing it. The quality of the trainer, every you know, it's not like it was. You you know, you could discount your in a, in any ten runner race, you could discount five or six. They looked fat. They they looked useless. They weren't equipped. They weren't mentally prepared. They were in school. Now you know everyone goes there. They're all prepared. It's like a professional professional racetrack with not, I would say 90% of them or certainly the 90% that I've seen in the couple of meetings we've been to um, haven't been going so much until this year but it looks looks competitive and, and you've got the right type of horses and combine that then with the, the likes of you know um, Will Biddick Tom Lacey um, Charlie uh, Post and Francesca and um, Tom Ellis and the likes buying these well-bred stores trying to almost replicate the Irish way of doing things you know you you know they bringing out some quality store horses which in truth you know like it always if they hit the jackpot with the right one crikey's they could go on and win gold cups let alone maidens around Lark Hills so um, it's, it's, it's a different job to when I was riding and the jockeys are so much more prepared um, they're fitter uh, you know, it's it's just um, yeah, the game's moved on, isn't it? It's, it's still a good schooling ground. I love it. I've always been a big supporter of the pointing, um, but it's it's a different gig now. Well, it's great to great to have you back in the mixer, Tim. And uh, and finally, Ed, uh, who is the better rider, your dad at the peak of his powers, or you now? Oh God, um, <laughs> well, I'd like to, to be honest. My, I'd like to think myself, but uh, he did have a he did have a good few winners, didn't you? And one of our titles, so I think that's. Uh, Definitely. How many winners did you have, Tim? 117. Very good effort. And how many of them did you celebrate? Because I've heard you're a massive fan of celebrating. And I'm oh, not actually I... seen, I've not actually seen Ed do this yet. So he's obviously you know, thought that's probably not the best of ideas anymore. But <laughs> Do you know, that was what I was most well known for. Not not my inability to ride very well. It was my ability to talk my way on to riding the, the best horse in the race. So my celebrations after, I was known for, uh, yeah, giving a little wave on, on occasion. Um, <laughs> it's, it's far more professional. But I, you, you laugh at this. I actually, before Ed started riding this, you know, I said, Crikey's, this is what these punter points are all about. We'll have a little look. So I put a video on of, or DVD, whatever it was, 
was of my me riding my hundreds upon the point winner. And, you know, I, I got halfway through the race. I was that embarrassed. I turned it off. I said, Ed, you really don't want to watch me. So, um, no, one thing I can assure you, he, he's far more, uh, he has far more talent than I ever had at riding. But um, hopefully we'll make a good team now for, for the coming season. Well, um, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. That's been really good. And we'll we'll have to get you on later on in the season and catch up with progress. But, uh, yeah, great to, like say, have you back in the game. And, and well done again on that treble last week. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Good, great to see you, boys. Great program, and uh, we'll we'll no doubt catch up soon. I don't know about you, Sam, but I found that really interesting. Uh, they've clearly got some firepower, and it's it's good to have an, another you know competitive group in the mix, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's great that they've had a bit of success now. And as Tim says, it's it's competitive now. Things move forward, things change. Horses are fitter, jockeys are better, trainers are better. Um, people obviously are going. I think it's getting too professional, um, but you, you've got to move with the times, unfortunately, and that's what everyone's doing. So I'm really pleased to say that we are joined by Don Bradshaw, um, who is the founder, I think it's fair to say, of um, Jumping for Fun, uh, the prolific point-to-point forum. And Gordon, one of the moderators, and Mark, who is, by all accounts, um, a bit of a, a bit of a northern racing nerd, Sam. So um, that wasn't quite the word you used, Gordon. I'm sure it was more complimentary than that, but Mark's smiling. So we're getting away with it so far. Um, Dom, um, this has obviously been a labour of love for you and, and um, it's, a, it's a really great uh, thing for many people and it's a brilliant thing for the sport. How did it all come about? How long has it been going and why should everyone sign up tomorrow? I've just had a look because I couldn't actually remember how long uh, it was when I started. It was actually 1998. Wow. Oh, 26 years next year, so, uh, you know, longer than, obviously, uh, you and Sam's been around for, so... Uh, <laughs> I wish. So, yeah, it, it started off as a hobby, um, being um, a bit of an IT geek, um, doing it for a living. Um, there was no presence on the internet at that point for point-to-pointing, so uh, I went ahead and set a site up closely followed by a forum, um, and... Um, the, as the sites slowly faded, the, the forum seems to just carry on and on and on, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So to sign up, I did it this week um, and it's very easy. Go on the website, you join the forum. I mean, anyone who's capable of creating a social media account on any of the platform is more than capable of doing it. Fully recommend it. Really interesting stuff. The, the, there's, there's people on there, Sam, that have forgotten more than me and you'll ever know. Uh, and uh, oh no, don't uh, worry. They, some of them they put they put it down. Don't worry, <laughs> they let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's you know it's obviously it's quite a, a, a forum. It's quite an old fashioned concept now, really, because you know it's been, obviously there's been things superseding like your Facebooks and your Twitters and everything else. But it's a nice, easy way that most people can get on. And if I'm honest, you know a lot of um, a lot of the members, shall we say, are of, uh, of a certain vintage. <laughs> uh, when it comes to points to fighting, and uh, I think they, they like the layout and the way it works. It's, it's not, it's not the most snazzy. It never will be, but uh, it's a place you can, like you say, you can just register, log on, and join in. It, it can get lively, and there's lots of different opinions. And I would say, ninety nine percent of the time, everybody behaves themselves. Thank, mainly thanks to my moderators and looking at Gordon on this one, and uh, and Charlotte who was not on the call as well. They they do a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, we should we should definitely give a shout out to uh, to Charlotte, as you say, Charlotte Fuller, uh, who, as you said, along with Gordon and all the others, gives you uh, great support. And um, 
Sam, I, I believe you had a, a burning question about the Northern Racing Circuit. Well, I was going. I was actually going to ask Mark first. Actually, 1998, the forum started. Mark, when would you think you joined the forum? Uh, I think I joined 2015. So I'm a bit a relative latecomer to you're it. A new, but, you're a newbie uh, then. Uh, relatively to the forum, but I've been pointing all my life since I've been pushed around in a pram by my parents, and uh, I've loved it ever since. So, uh, and uh, I've really enjoyed getting into the forum and meeting people, joining into the into the chat, sharing our opinions of what's going on, and and uh, all that sort of thing. So it's a great a great way of uh, chatting about the sport and meeting people and. Uh, and going on to the state of the game, then obviously we we're from on from the Midlands. Obviously, what's the what's the state of the Northern area at the minute? We you know we've uh, Yorkshire have lost you know a few meetings over the last uh, few seasons, one or two courses, but they seem to work really well. The the Northern area and the Yorkshire area seem to work really well hand hand in hand together. They integrate everything well, and uh, so you know uh, over the last few years. There seems to be the crowds are great. The the fields aren't what they used to be number wise, but they're still you know good and uh, it, the sport's still you know very entertaining. And any horses from up north this year that you we should our listeners should be looking out for? Well, the obvious one is San Nomine, who hopefully is going to be our standard bearer for the uh, and maybe the big races even up to the Fox Hunters at Cheltenham, um, and uh, obviously which is great coming from a proper pointing yard like Robin and Fiona Tate. And uh, she did really well last season, and hope she'll hopefully she'll keep progressing and do us all proud. Give us. I love that she, man. Got, she got told off at the national point to point awards for being rude about seeing nominee last year, so I can't comment. And she firmly put me in my place, so um, I'll keep my thoughts to myself now. And I, was I really, yeah, you were wrong. I love that man. Everything she does. Anyway, let's move on, Sam. And we wanted to get you guys all together and talk about you know, what is really becoming a bit of a phenomenon and a really uh, big success story for for the forum, for pointing and and for everyone else concerned. Um, the Hunter Chase um, series, which Jumping for Fun has basically underpinned, um, has been a great success. And we thought we'd fire a question to you, Gordon, about how that came about and how it's developing and what people can do to support it. Right. It came about by having the competition for Hunter Chase. I've done a Hunter Chase competition. Expected 20 people to enter. 80 plus entered. <clears throat> and because it became so popular, um, I thought it was time to put something back. Floated the idea by Dom. And he told me, basically... Um, We'll get enough to do one. And I don't know if I can do that, but Dom <laughs> done four. You um, can, it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. Let's carry on. Um, I thought you'd like that, Dom. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I don't expect any better, Gordon, to be honest. <laughs> and, and this year we're doing six. That's fantastic. And who knows, if the money rolls in, we could do eight. Yeah, so just to clarify, Gordon, we had this phone call recently where I asked yeah. you about this. The Fundamentally, this is just people that are on the forum donating money to put to sponsor a race in the forum's name. And they, but so two things are happening. That's happening, which is remarkable in itself, in a you know, very difficult climate. And fantastic that, that, that 
um, that's happening. And and also, they're being really well supported, aren't they? We seemingly, the, the races themselves are attracting a lot of runners, which is interesting to me. It is thanks to everybody on the forum who's contributed, not necessarily financially, but with moral support and help and putting me in contact with the right people to talk to. I've got to give a mention to um, Mark's northern friend, Fiona Needham. She picked it up at the beginning and held my hand all the way through the first season and gave me all the help I required. That's fantastic. So basically, everyone, the moral of the story is the forum, you put in the pot, let's keep, let's keep putting Hunter Chases into these race meetings, putting it on the map and supporting it with lots of runners uh, and, you know, keeping it as a key part of the of the National Hunt Programme. The Hunter Chases are so interconnected with the point-to-point. All the ones we're doing, or most of the ones we're doing, apart from the restricted final, are grassroots. And how, how do people get involved if they want to get involved? Just giving. There is there's a link. Um, I'm sure you've got it, Ben, but you can put it on the bottom of this podcast. Thank you very much for kind of explaining a bit about the forum and, and, and the, the success of the, uh, the Hunter Chase series. Um, thanks a lot for coming on. And we'll, we'll see you again next time. And thanks for promoting this all. Thanks very much, uh, both here, Ben and Sam, for, for giving us the opportunity to to come on uh, and uh, say about the uh, the Hunter Chasers because, uh, you know, the more people find, know about it and find out about it, the more they can get involved. Um, and I'd also say to people who actually, you know, if you've got a horse, you use them or you'll lose them. And that's all I want to say about Hunter Chasers because please do support the Hunter Chasers because if they're gone, they're not coming back. We know that from the courses, what where they've gone from. So please, please do support your hunter chase as much as you can. Sam, are you a member of the forum? I have. I've been a member since I was actually riding, to be honest. I used to go on there and read a lot of abuse about myself um, because I was very in and out. I have definitely agree that I overachieved and the forumites used to tell me that on a weekly basis. So they kept my... Feet firmly on the ground, um, but no, I've been a member for a while. It's, it's, you know, it's a go-to place where every seems everyone seems to go on a Sunday night, uh, get the results, get the views, as they said, um, and what Dom's done, and you know, he's got all his, his, his members now and his, his moderators that help him. It's, it's been great, and it's, I'm just, I'm actually amazed, not, not because it's not a very good forum, but how it's kept going in these kind of times, how things change, um, and it's still kept going, and it's kind of a go-to place for everyone. It's, it's great, and you know, well done to them. Yeah, absolutely. Community is always at the heart of everything, isn't it? And uh, that's another testament to that, really. Um, it's, yeah, it's impressive to see, as, as you say, in this day and age. Um, so, big news. Uh, Caroline Bailey has been appointed as the new head of the PPA. Yeah, no, it's great. And so, you know, Alex Merriam's Alex, Alex Merriam's done a great job um, through some, you know, trying times. Um, and I can't think of a better person now. She's got a bit more time in her hands to... Um, take it forward a bit more because, you know, she's steeped in history of point to point in with her, the, the family, her father um, was obviously a great jockey. She's trained herself. She's trained for years and, um, you know, she's had a lot of very good jockeys come through her yard. Um, me not being one of them. I spent, I spent three years there. Um, that's where I met Mr. Bailey. 
uh, that's Johnny, that is, not Gerald. I met him too. Um, I'm not sure which was worse, to be honest. But um, uh, no, Caroline, she's, she's great. She's got some great ideas. Um, she, she's very driven. Um, she understands the sport. She understands the history. And she actually also understands how times are moving forward. She's realistic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hexham has been abandoned this weekend. So that's something we sadly can't look forward to. We can look forward to entries at this point at Chaversley. What's caught your eye? Yeah, it's got obviously a couple of two PPRA races, one of novice riders. Um, are you will you be venturing down there with the horse? Let's see, let's see. It's early days, but the chief may make an appearance. Don't want to scare anyone off at this stage. You see, Sam, I don't want to put it no, out no, there. And you, you no There's um, twenty four inches. If you say you're going to run Chief Hopper and you're going to change from the blinkers to the cheek pieces, there might be a walkover. The four-year-old race got 11 entries again. Obviously, it's been a good turnout for that. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good entry. Obviously, it's a great, great track. It's a competitive race, and it's what you expect for Chad C. It's going to be nice ground. It's well-maintained, and I just hope that we can, um, you know, we've got Highway Jewels entered in the mixed open, um, which is an interesting horse. Um, so, you know, it's nice to see some of them, and hopefully we can avoid the frost and have some racing. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. I was thinking I might get a day off on Saturday and end up going there on Sunday and then realise if I we're see possibly Hannah Roach has got a um, time leader in there as well in the mixed open with a £5 penalty. So, any of the business, Sam, before we finish? Um, we were talking earlier in the week about the, uh, the jockey start scheme that we're going to get Will Ramsey on, aren't we, at some point to discuss that. Um, obviously, without Hexham this week, that's not going to make a go this week. This weekend, so we'll we'll hopefully get Will Ramsey on to discuss that a bit more, won't we? Um, at a later date, maybe in the next one after we've had a runner on that's on the the new scheme he's doing, which is great, a great initiative to get the younger guys started. So um, no, we'll discuss that a bit more. Well, we like to finish on a positive, Sam, and as Clarkson would say, on that bombshell, that brings this episode to a nice close. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always, and we will speak to you again next time. Goodbye from me, and goodbye from. Me. You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the point-to-point podcast.